Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. We are here today on the Stronger Business Podcast to bring you something a little special. This is a live throwback from the Stronger Business Summit, the annual event where we fly speakers in from all over the country to join us at the Classic Center for an epic day of getting stronger together. And we had a crazy, awesome keynote. My man, Jesse Cole, he's been on the podcast before. He's the owner of the Savannah Bananas. He is all over the place, TV stations, ESPN, social media, just crushing it, growing an amazing business, getting stronger, just inspiring us all on how to approach business, how to approach life, that fans first mentality. Check out this live version. Jesse on stays with us at the Stronger Business Summit here in Athens, Georgia, a throwback to October when he joined us and brought it. This content is going to be epic. So get ready to write, take notes, learn from Jesse. Here we go. Hey, you're my people, entrepreneurs, leaders, people that take chances, people that our spouses think we're a little crazy, people that like to do things a little bit differently. And so I am excited to be with you guys today. And more than anything, uh, you know, for Chad to have the courage to bring a guy in a yellow tuxedo to be with you today. Let's get a round of applause for Chad and everyone's stronger business. Now first, let's just address this uh, yellow elephant in the room. This is not my only yellow tuxedo. I, in fact, own seven of these yellow tuxedos. I think I'm the only returning customer ever at brightcoloredtuxedos.com. It actually exists. I proposed to my wife in this yellow tuxedo in front of a sold-out crowd. She actually said yes, and we're still married seven years this week. So we're yes. Thank you. Yeah, she deserves, she deserves all of that round of applause. I'm not going to talk about my attire today, but this is what my calling card is for my yellow tux. It is, it is my uniform. When I put this on, it means it's showtime. And I think we all have something. We all have our own yellow tux something that makes us different, the best version of ourselves. And once we amplify it, we can change the game, not only for ourselves, but in our industry. So, but we're not going to talk about the attire. My goal today is simple, to share ideas on how you can think differently, act differently, and most importantly, create raving fans. But first, let me hear, how many people here have actually heard of the Savannah Bananas? (laughs) This is amazing. I I swear, six months ago, I was speaking to a similar room like this, and I asked that same question, and one person in the back corner started clapping. It was my dad. <laughs> so we've certainly come a long way over the last six months. But you may have seen, obviously, all the, the attention that we've got recently. But I think we need to go back and set a little context to where we were, to where we are now. It was seven years ago that my wife and I said we were going to buy an expansion franchise and go down to Savannah, Georgia. We went at that point. We just got married. We had zero debt. And we went, into over six, we went over seven figures in debt. Between buying the team, putting money into the team, we got into almost $1.8 million in debt. Not a great way to start your marriage. And so when we started that, we said, we have this big dream for the Savannah team. We're going we're gonna to make it all about fun. We're going to create tons of fans. So we showed up that first day on October 5th, 2015, ready to take on the world. But we showed up and the phone lines were cut, the stadium, the internet lines were cut. Everything was taken out of the ballpark. There was nothing there. It was myself, my wife, our 24-year-old team president, and three 22-year-olds straight out of college. What a crew we had. And so we had this big goal. We were going to go out in the community and try to sell tickets and get people excited, sell sponsorships, sell everything. In the first three months, we sold two total tickets. A gentleman, gave, it was like a donation. He goes, just take my money. I feel bad for you guys. I was like, thank you. That's how bad it was. It wasn't January 15th on 2016, that my wife and I got the phone call that we had overdrafted our account. And we were completely out of money. And my wife turned to me and said, Jesse, we have no other options. We have to sell our house. And it was that point we sold our house, we emptied out our savings account, and we went down to Savannah and said, we need to find a way to make this work. And I remember, we had to find a place to live, so we couldn't afford anything. So she found one place, and she goes, Jesse, you're probably not going to like this, but we don't have any other options. And I said, all right, we'll figure it out. And I remember she showed it to me, and I walked in, 
And I said, nope, no way. Nope, no. So we bought it. And it was terrible. I remember we got an airbed. We were sleeping there in the middle of the night. If I had to grab water, if I couldn't sleep, I'd come back to the airbed and Emily would get airborne. All right? There were cockroaches. I was sleeping with my socks on because the floor was so disgusting. And we only had $30 a week between the two of us to get all of our food and all of our grocery shopping. It was six and a half years ago. And so we knew we had to do something. We had to get attention to get some people to know what we're about. So we said, well, what if we name the team something different, not generic like everyone else? What if we name the team after a fruit? And we said, wait, the bananas. We could have a senior citizen dance team called the Banana Nanas. <laughs> we could have a male cheerleading team called the Mananas. But now they're just referred to as the Dad Bod Cheerleading Squad. We could have our mascot named Split. We could make our slogan, Go Bananas. We could have promotions where we throw bananas from the top deck and people catch them in their pants and it's called Banana in the Pants. We had all these ideas. So we were really excited. So when we announced the team name on February 25th, 2016, we were like, this is going to be it. They're going to love us. We announced it. They hated us. Locally, people said, whoever came up with this name should be fired. Your owner should be thrown out of town. You guys are an embarrassment to the city. You'll never sell a ticket. We were ripped apart. But what I've learned is if you want to get the hearts of your people, your customers, you have to first get the eyes and their ears. And so we had to get attention. So we got attention, not in a good way, but at least they knew who we were. We were like, we just got to get them to our ballpark. So finally, we had opening night. We convinced enough people to show up, 4,000 fans. I think they were expecting us to fail. They showed up. It was pouring rain. And our team was in green uniforms because we weren't quite ripe. And we played terrible. We made six errors. We played terrible. But the fans stayed through the rain. They watched the banana bananas dance in the rain. They watched our players deliver roses to little girls in the middle of the game for our sweethearts of the game. They watched the banana baby as we lifted up a baby before the game in a banana costume and saying, Nah, Savannah, nah, here. And people were like, What is happening here? They stayed till the end of the game. And at that point, they started telling everyone. And so six and a half years ago, after that game, they started telling everyone. And from that point on, we've been so fortunate to sell out every single game. We have a wait list that's passed over 100,000 people on it. We just announced a world tour going to 32 cities, and we had 30,000 people watching our live draft announcement, and they shut down our website for 48 hours. And now we're going, hopefully, all over the world as we met with 10 major league teams to go play at major league stadiums. But most importantly right now, my wife and I, finally, we have a real bed. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that Well, Yes. So why do I share that context? Because we were able to do a few things differently. We were able to know what makes us different and go all in on that. We were able to focus on fans, not just customers. So what does this look like if you've never seen? I'll show a quick little two minutes of what this looks like at Bananas Games. It's better than any sporting event I've ever been to. We've got the number one place to come to and watch baseball. You've got to see it for yourself. There is going to be moments in the game where you're like, I can't believe that just happened. Or, what is this? Everybody inject this in my veins. This is chaos. Over the weekend, the bunch was going viral once again. That whole story is a, it's a movie waiting to be written. Now, the, the themed hitter walk-ups might be my favorite thing in baseball right now, where they get to introduce themselves on the microphone. Every single game the Bananas have played at home this summer, well, it's been a sellout. Not even a baseball game. It's a circus. It's a circus, and I think the sold-out stands, you know, say it all. The key is to continue to focus on how you can make it non-stop fun, make it faster, and make the entertainment never stop. We can play in pants. We can play in kills. We're just a good baseball team. We're out here having fun, and fun wins. Every single night is someone's first game. It's opening night for somebody coming out every single night. Yeah, you may be five miles from home or, or two miles from your office, but when you step foot in the historic Grayson Stadium, like you're at Disney World. The famous 
Savannah Bananas are coming to Mobile in the near future. How can we create even more special moments for our fans? How can we wow them? As soon as they pull up to the stadium to when they leave, what can we provide that's going to make them go home and say, this was the best experience of my life? So that's the show. Flashy on the outside, you see the attention, but what's the root of it? And a lot of you guys in your businesses here are going, I can't do any of that. And you shouldn't, all right? It's very weird, most of it. But it's the root of what we do. And that root, the two most important words of our business that I think every business should think about is fans first. Fans first. I believe the future of business is not based on how many customers you have. It's based on how many fans you have. Customers are transactional. They come and go. But fans never leave. So how do you focus on the fans? What do fans look like? And so I started to realize this and started that there's a, there's a mindset, there's a way to do this. There's a strategy to actually create fans. It's just doing things differently than most businesses, especially the businesses in your industry. But what do fans look like? Like, for instance, one of our last games, a family comes up to me, a husband, a wife, two kids, and the husband says, man, thank you so much. We had so much fun tonight. I go, oh, thank you. Did you come into town for this game? And they said, yeah, we drove 40 hours from Utah for this game. We're driving 40 hours back tomorrow. In my mind, I'm like, what is wrong with you? I wouldn't drive 40 minutes to go anywhere. They drove 40 hours. We now have over 40 people that have got tattoos of our logo on their body. That doesn't make sense. We now have a wait list for our banana baby. So what that looks like, this week, every week, we get a call from someone, a couple, that just became pregnant. And they said their baby is due in seven months. Can they put their baby on the wait list to be a banana baby? These people are crazy. That's what a fan looks like. So how do you create that? You do a different mindset. You're not selling all the time. You're focusing on creating fans. You're not focused on your revenue. You're not focused on your profits. You're focused on creating fans. You look at what a normal experience is for your customers and say, how do you turn that to remarkable? And then finally, the next step, how you take that to unforgettable. We are trying to create unforgettable experiences. That's where we put all of our dollars, our resources, and our time. We spend zero dollars on marketing. Zero. But everything into our experience. So three words that we try to get everyone to say is when they come to our ballpark to say, when they leave, you wouldn't believe. And for the people that are taking notes here, you could say, write down you wouldn't believe. And if they're trying to have their experience with you at the bank, their, their experience with you as a realtor, their experience with you as a restaurant, how do they experience you one day and then they're walking out and they tell their wife, husband, you wouldn't believe what happened when I went to the bank today. You wouldn't believe what happened, what my realtor did today. Those words are more powerful than anything else. So today, how do we create those you wouldn't believe moments? I'm going to share. How do we create fans? And even when we do things that we are promoting something, we always try to make it entertaining. And so when we released our book, Fans First, about our story, we put a video out to make it entertaining. And I'll share this one-minute video because it's everything that we stand for. It's over! The perfect ending for a storybook summer! The Savannah Bananas should not exist today. You can't name any of the players. They play in a 1920s ballpark with no ads or billboards. They play in kilts, stilts, and stilettos. They even have an all-grandma dance team. Everything we do is unconventional. None of it should work. But it does. ESPN calls the Bananas the greatest show in baseball. I could care less about baseball until this, this came about. Want to play the same game as everyone else? Stop chasing customers. Start creating fans. This is the behind the peel story of how it all happened. This is Fans First. Okay, you guys with me? Yeah. All right, ready? We stop chasing customers, start creating fans. As Chad said before, I am not your typical speaker, so this will not be a typical speech. It will be a show, it'll be a fun, it'll be a little bit of things that happen at a bananas game. Are you guys still with me? There may be singing, there may be dancing, there may be some giveaways. All of that will happen. But that's why we're going to make, bring, bring some energy this evening, this afternoon. The afternoon, definitely. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do five innings, the five E's to create raving fans. 
that hopefully you can take back to your team on how you can create the today. But like I said, we're going to make it a show. So the first inning, the first E, we're going to do what we do at our ballpark. It is called the sing-off. We play three songs. When the song finishes, we finish the song lyrics. But we're going to make it a competition. We're going to have the left side over here versus the right side over here. In the middle, just sing. Just sing. All right, guys? And I really need some full energy. I need some full commitment because when you start doing things a little differently, you're going to start at different results. You guys still with me? Yeah. All right, first song. Here we go, James. Here we go. I want to finish it with time. Here we go. Because you were swaying and dancing in unison, you want it for your section right there. All right. We're one nothing again. Remember, the points do not count at all. Here we go. Next one. Here we go. Yes, my man right here. Somehow, you aren't even in the competition, though. Middle, you guys won. Okay, last one. I need someone to really channel this. Channel it. Here we go. You need to own it. Yes, right here, man. You were doing this right here. That's definitely not Michael at all, but I like it. All right, we all win. The points don't matter. But great job. Thank you for jumping in on that. There's a reason why we are singing those songs, especially the last one. The first E to creating raving, fran raving fans is eliminate friction. And the way we do that is we have a mirror moment. So that last song, Man in the Mirror, we take a look at, your, uh, look at ourselves and we make that change. We have to have a mere moment. So often, what people do is they look at their competitors, they look outside their industry, they don't look at their selves to figure out what are they going to do to change. They don't put themselves in their customer's shoes. And we failed at that. We thought when we first started as a business, let's do this, let's sell, let's market, let's promote, whatever we can do to drive sales, not what we can do to drive fans. And so how do you do that? You've got to ask yourself, again, look at your customer's journey. What things on that journey are frustrating? What parts of that journey are their friction points? And so that's where we started looking. We said, all right, let's put ourselves in the baseball industry, baseball games. How would you guys describe a typical normal baseball game? I hear that every time. I will agree 100%. Long, slow, boring. Long, slow, and boring. That's how most people describe a baseball game. So is that a friction point for a customer? You better believe it. Major League Baseball has lost 15 million fans over the last 15 years. The games have gone longer. They used to be two and a half hours, now they're three hours and 12 minutes. Long, slow, and boring. Huge friction point. So, we got, so when I started realizing things, I asked, our, I asked myself a question, what business am I in, but what business am I really in? And that's a question we all can ask ourselves. What business are we really in? So should we be in the baseball business? No, that's a bad business to be in. So we said, let's be in the entertainment business. So we said, how do we start coming up with ideas to be in the entertainment business? And we started thinking, like, we could have grandma beauty pageants, we could do these fun things, and we did a lot that didn't work. Flatulence fun night? That was a disaster. We thought buying whoopee cushions and having a bean burrito in contest would be a lot of fun. Fans didn't like it. Salute to underwear night? We thought we'd have underwear as giveaways, and anybody who wore their underwear over their pants got a free giveaway. It was the most unfamily-friendly night we could have ever had. But people started thinking, you know what? You guys aren't in the baseball business. You're in the entertainment business. They'd see the dancing. They'd see the fun. So they started thinking of us differently. If you're a lawyer here, and they think of you like every other lawyer, you're in trouble. 
How do they think of you differently? So we said, all right, that's a big friction point. What else? Baseball games. Baseball, baseball. Long, slow, boring. What about nickel and dimed? You ever go to a sporting event and you pay your ticket fee, you pay your convenient fee, which is the most inconvenient fee I've ever heard of, and then you pay your taxes, then you pay parking, then you come in and you pay six bucks for a burger, eight bucks for a beer, and all of a sudden the other night you're like, what did I just spend all my money on? So we said that is not fans first. So you come to a Bananas game, there's no ticket fees, there's no convenient fees. We actually pay all your taxes, which is crazy. So $25 tickets, $25, but we said, no, let's keep going. Now our, our tickets from day one include all your burgers, hot dogs, chicken sandwiches, soda, water, popcorn, dessert, everything. Not for an hour, not for two hours, all night long. Is that eliminating a friction point? Simple, all-inclusive. What's your all-inclusive experience in your business? If we nickel and dime, I, mean, I got charged $10 for a fax the other day, and the only way to get it was they had to fax us the information. I go, that doesn't make sense. If you all question yourself on things that don't make sense of the way they've always been done before, eliminate it. We even eliminate all of our advertising at our stadium. That's crazy. Everybody does ads. But I don't think anybody comes to our ballpark to be sold to, marketed to, or advertised to. So we threw away millions of dollars because we wanted to be fans first. So what are the frustration points and the friction points for your customer? Those are the macro ones, but you can even go to the micro, those little tiny things. Your, your voicemails right now. Everybody probably at their work may have a voicemail. And if it says, please listen closely as menu options have changed, please change that voicemail. Because I don't understand. Everyone's doing that. There's voicemails changing around the world every day. It's because it's the way it's always been done. Or even your hold music. We finally changed our hold music a few years ago. And now our hold music is ring, 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 banana, phone. And every two weeks, someone calls us and asks to be put on hold. It's the weirdest thing in the world. They're asking for a friction point. But you make it fun. So how do you look at your voicemails, your hold music, little things like that? How many here in your business have invoices? All right. The rest of you, impressive. All right. Money just shows up. We don't invoice anybody. It's brilliant. So for us who do have invoices, every pay point is a pain point. Every pay point is a pain point. Whenever we have to pay for something in any way, it's a pain point. So I realized this, and our team, I was like, we were doing silly, we were doing the normal invoices for many years. And I finally said, we've got to change that. So we wrote a new one. I said, congrats, this is your day, the day you've been waiting for. Today is the day you get to pay. You may think you've had days like this, the day you bought your first car, the day you bought your first house, or the day you bought your first all-inclusive vacation. But nothing is quite like Bananas Payday. So pull out your savings bond, check, credit card, rare coins, Bitcoin, and make that payment like we know you can. This is your moment. Now seize it. Your life will never be the same. Love your bananas. And people reach out to us every week and say, thanks for the invoice. I made my day. Made your day? You owe us money. But that's a way to look at friction points. So how do we do this? We go undercover. How many of you guys have called your voicemail in nine hours? How many people have sent an email to your team and see how quickly you get responded? Or go on a contact form? If you go on your website, how quickly can they find your phone number? How quickly can your answer be solved? I learned this from Walt Disney, one of my biggest mentors. When he built Disneyland, he put an apartment above the fire station at Disneyland. Not just to live there and thought it'd be cool. It's because he wanted to walk the park. And he wanted to go undercover and see what the, fr the, uh, the frustration points and the friction points were for his guests. He said this, whenever I go on a ride, I always ask what's wrong with this thing and how could it be improved? So how can we go undercover? How can we see that? And once you start seeing friction points, you see them everywhere. For instance, with my bank, and I don't want to give away any names, so we'll just call them Bank of Shimerica, okay? <laughs> it's, not no, it's no OSB, I'll tell you that, all right? These guys, all I want to do when you call a bank, what do you normally want to do when you call a bank? Speak to somebody, right? Dial one for this. Give your account number for this. Give your social security number for this. Are you an organ donor, yes or no? What are you asking me? It takes so much time to get your answer solved. That's how you can start finding friction points. So the starting point of all innovation, the starting point of creating all fans, starts with putting yourself in their shoes and eliminating the friction. That's the first part. You guys ready to keep rolling on this? Yeah. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. It is now time for the second inning stretch. Everybody up. Yes, we do have a second inning stretch. I told you this is not a normal speech. 
So this is something we do at every Bananas game. It is called Hey Baby. We're going to follow along. What I do, you guys do, and we're going to really get into it. Here we go. Let's get that going, James. Clap your hands. Here we go. Okay, señoritas and caballeros, ladies and gentlemen, my diamond is here and hey baby from the Philippines. Okay, put your hands up in the air, your hands in the air. Now get the arms going. Here we go. legs going into some other people over there. Looked very dangerous on that side. <laughs> All right. You guys look good. Second E to creating raving fans. Entertain always. Entertain always. P.T. Barnum said, the noblest art is, th is that of making others happy. The definition of entertain is to provide enjoyment. My challenge for you as you look at this crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo is that easy for you to say, entertain. We're a bank. We're not in the entertainment business. If the definition is to provide enjoyment, I believe we're all in the entertainment business. And if you're hosting a party at your house, you entertain your guests. You treat them differently. It's reframing the words. Words matter. So what does that look like? How do you entertain always? So what I challenge us, and a great example that we did with our team, is we said, let's find what the stages of our experience are. Let's map the moments for our fans from the beginning of the experience to the end. And if you're even just starting out with a business right now or thinking about how do we drive sales and drive revenue, think about that customer journey first. And if you can wow them from the get-go and then give them a last impression, which leaves a lasting impression, that's remarkable. Everything else will start taking care of itself. So, what does that look like? So our seven stages, and you probably have some that are similar, especially if you're a retail, our first stage is the first impression. That's our website. That's our social media. That's our Wikipedia. That's our Google. That's where people see us for the first time. Our next stage is the parking lot. Yes, we spend a lot of time thinking about the parking lot and have parking penguins. I'll get to them later. The next stage after the parking lot is our front plaza before you even get into the stadium. Then we have our concourse. That is a stage. How do we entertain in the concourse? And then our grandstand and our seating area. That's a huge stage for us. Major League Baseball, there's a barrier. The players can't get there. For us, when our players score a run, they run into the crowd and are high-fiving everyone, and the umpire looks in the dugout, and there's no one there because we're celebrating with our fans. Next stage. Then the field. Everyone has the field. And then for us, after that, then we have the last impression, and the lasting impression. So how do you map those moments? And so when people go to your website and they first reach out, they might say, hey, I have a question. I fill out an FAQ. I have a contact form that they have. Or they just reach out. What happens then? And so we realize when people buy from us, there's a great opportunity to create a fan. So what I'm going to show you right now, I'm extremely embarrassed by, because it's the first one we've ever done. So five years ago, I said, when people buy a ticket from us, I want to send a video to them to show them what we're doing with their tickets and to show them what we're celebrated to have them. So... We do a new one every other year, but this is the first one because you guys can do one just like this. It was very easily done and very embarrassing. So this is our first video when someone buys a ticket from the Bananas. Congrats. You just made the best decision of your day. As soon as your order came in, a high-priority siren alerted all Bananas personnel to attend to your order immediately. Our dedicated team of Bananiacs immediately put on banana suits and rushed to the ticket laboratory to produce your tickets. 
Your tickets were then hand-picked by a banana nana and placed on a silk pillow. To celebrate the birth of a new fan, your tickets were then lifted in the air as we collectively sang Circle of Life from The Lion King. Your tickets are now on their way to our vault, where it will be watched under maximum security. Now, we are ready for you to go bananas. There you go. Uh, thank you for the clapping. I'm like hearing this weird Star Wars music at the end. I'm like, what are we doing? Uh, that was the first video. So people were getting that and they're like, oh, this is interesting. And then we sent an email, what to expect when expecting. And then our ticket experience coordinator said, what if we have uh, a playlist of music go to them when they come to the game the day, the day before? And so our playlist has, you know, Hey Baby, uh, Holler Back Girl, because of that song, This Is Bananas, B-A-N-A. Uh, Can't Stop the Peeling, which we reframed that word. And that, that, we sent all that to them, so they're coming to the game. You set the tone. What about someone's going to have a meeting with you? Or if they're a realtor, they're having an open house, and they're meeting with you. Hey, here's some music to, to fire you up. All right? Different way of thinking. So when they show up, then they'll see our parking penguins. And yes, we have people dressed up in penguin costumes parking your car. Does it make any sense in Savannah, Georgia? Of course not. But I thought the idea of a penguin parking your car would create some laughter. And so now they pass out a freezy pop to every kid, and they say, stay cool tonight as they walk in. And this past year, I walked by, and they had, uh, they had uh, speakers, and they were playing the Wobble song, but they were saying, waddle with me, waddle with me, waddle with me, waddle with me. It's very bizarre, but very funny. And so that's setting the tone. So this is before they even get into our experience. Then after that, we'll have a full march with our pepping ba pep band. We'll have our banana nanas. We'll have our banana, uh, ticket takers in full banana costumes, ripping your banana tickets. And before in the past, they were scratch and sniff and smell like bananas. We go way overboard. But that's how you experience it. So what is your experience when they're coming in to do business with you? And then from there, look at the areas that people don't look at often, like bathrooms, for instance. And our stadium is a 1926 stadium. So first, when we came in there, the men's bathroom had horse troughs. Do you guys know what that is? That's like where a guy pees here, another guy pees here, another guy pees. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen. We got rid of the horse troughs, but we said, you know, we could have fun. So when we were in our former league, our biggest rival was the Macon Bacon, the real team. They were called the Macon Bacon. So we got urinal cakes with Macon Bacon's logo. We put them in the urinal so our fans were pissing on our rival. doesn't work for every business, but we were, trying to, we, we were trying to create an experience. So even in the bathrooms, what's the experience you're creating? Now we put in carnival mirrors, and we have, it says self-checkout mirror, and we have some different things that's more appropriate. But you can find those opportunities. And then throughout the game, we're very intentional about, you know, we play the song Yellow, and everyone's putting up their flashlights and singing. We honor the military. We do these moments to try to create you like, you're, like you feel like you're a part of something. And then at the end of the night, the last impression leaves a last impression. When someone finishes doing business with you, is it just thank you and they walk out? That's how it was for us. We had like Walmart greeters set up pretty much, just waving and thanking. It was boring and bad for many years. Until finally we said, let's go all the way. So we brought our band out, we brought our players out, and we dance and we sing, and we give a whole celebration when people leave. And now at the end of the night, our tuba player starts playing Stand By Me, and all the staff, the fans, the players put their arms around each other. It sounds very kumbaya. But seeing everyone sing Stand By Me is really special, especially these times more than ever. And so I was like, that's great. And I was like, but we're still missing the opportunity. When they leave our ballpark, what happens then? I realized we missed something. So I said, Emily, we've got to do something. So I was like, well, what if we write a thank you letter to the fans? I said, oh, that's cool, but how do we do that? She's like, we write it, and then we can scan it. We handwrite it, we scan it, and send an email the next day. So they get a thank you letter from the bananas owners. I go, I like that. That's good, we'll do that, but we need something else fun. And so I was like, what else can we do that's fun? What's fun? And I was like, all right, what about not the day after? What about five days after? A week, a week later, a week. It's like, oh, one, one, one week, one week, one week. Bare Naked Ladies, the song, one week. Bare Naked, you guys remember Bare Naked Ladies? It's been one week. I was like, yes, all right? I was like, that song's fun. What if we wrote a song after, a week after they came to our games and talked about all the things that happened during their game? We wrote the song and then we sent it to them to remind them about their experience. Not selling them anything, just sending them one week video. So let's try it. So this is the first one-week video we ever did this spring. It's been one week since you saw us play. You watch players dancing in a funny way. Five days since we saw you leave. And the banana band was straight and stand by me. Three days since you sang along. At the top of your lungs to the songs that you sing on. Yesterday, you were humming the tune. Okay, baby, with your mom in the living room. 
Banana balls a little faster You thinking after What the heck did I just see Was that a spill or a tilt You see surprise you sort of spill It's not a problem Cause it's all that you can eat Banana baby lifted like a lion king It's kinda our thing It's the way we kick things off Coach does a little break dance You feel the romance When he's swelling to a love song Gonna make a break and make a play They shake him up the month gave you wait to see it But you like the party animals Gotta see the show Cause then you'll know the status quo Who's gotta go and making changes And I know you think it's radical How can we up it up our team's name is a food Trying hard to be tough but it's still cute With the top of team with a couple cheer squads One is nanas and the other one is step up Thank you for coming and partying Is it cool if you say that you're a fan? It's been one week since it's awesome It's been one week since it's awesome That one I'm more proud of. But that goes out one week after fans experience it. Were we selling them anything there? No, we were focused on creating fans. And that email, we had over 70% open and watch. 70%. Marketers, that's pretty good. And so we're not selling them. Do you think we end up selling shirts because of it? You better believe it. We weren't trying to sell shirts. We were trying to create fans. So I would challenge you all to look at your experience. Map the moments from the beginning to the end. And think about how can you entertain like you are a host for your customer. And don't treat them like a customer. Treat them like a fan. When you do that... You're on your way to creating these raving fans. All right, on to our next E. How about some giveaways? You guys want some giveaways? Let's get some music here, James. We're going to do some giveaways here. Let's go. I got to hear you, though. I got to hear you here. Who wants some giveaways? Let's go. Get up here. Here we go. Let's go. All right, you got to get into it. Here we go. Oh, I see energy. Bring it. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Show off what you got in the front there. All right. There you go. Congratulations. This is the Dolce and Banana underwear. All right. Congrats to both of you guys. We used to have two sizes. We had the large banana, the big banana, and the small banana. But the big banana outsold the small banana dramatically. So we just went with a regular banana. So congrats, guys. Big round. He put it on right there. That's some good energy. That's some good energy. Yeah, all right. He's owning it. He's owning it. I love it. Well, we got to get a picture later. You're not allowed to take that off tonight. All right. Just keep wearing it. We're going to... Yeah, it's getting weirder and weirder. You guys are fun. All right, the third E. Here we go. Experiment constantly. Experiment constantly. Right there, you guys wearing this underwear, was a complete experiment. We just said, let's have fun. Everyone sells shirts, everyone sells hats, because we sell underwear. We sold 1,400 pairs of that underwear last year. I don't know, who's, were you clapping like that? Thank you. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Did you buy one? You might have bought one. Um, it makes zero sense, but it was an experiment. And so one of the ways we do experiments, we think, is whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. Whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. No one goes home and gets excited about normal. And no one gets, goes home and gets excited about professional. You ever seen your spouse come home? How was today? Oh, honey, I met the most professional person. They were just so professional. <laughs> we don't get excited about that. We get excited about unique, different, memorable, fun, creative. Those are the things. So how do you experiment on that? Jeff Bezos said our success at Amazon is a direct function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. And you think of what they do. They look at all the friction points of the experience. They develop the Kindle, because the friction, friction points of having books and heavy books, put all your books in one device. They developed Alexa, so you could talk, make decisions earlier, have music easier. Everything started with friction points on inventing on that behalf. So what are the inventions we're doing because of that? So we started thinking, okay, how do we have one small test? When we realized everyone said baseball was too long, too slow, too boring, we said, we've got to test something. So I remember I was meeting with a big company. I said, you've got to come out to our games. And they said, we don't like baseball. I go, I've heard that a lot. I go, but we're not a baseball team. They go, really? What do you do? I go, our players dance. They go, they what? And I had no idea if our players dance. This was well before we danced. And I said, yeah, they dance every game. She goes, really? And I go, yeah, they're great. She goes, oh, well, that's interesting. Didn't convince her to buy tickets, but at least I started something. So that before that first game, before the guys practiced, I said, we're bringing in a dance instructor. So I brought in a choreographed dance instructor. I said, guys, before we play, we're going to learn to dance. 
The guys looked at me like, what is wrong with this guy? And so all we had to do was the jump on it dance. The easy jump on it, jump on it, very easy dance. Half the guys wouldn't do it. The rest of them, they were great ball players, but they were terrible dancers. But finally, I got four to do it the first game. This is back 15 years ago with our first team. The four guys did the first dance, and the fans cheered. By the second game, those guys were signing more autographs than anyone else. By the third game, I'm walking through the crowd, and I see a husband and wife, and they're having a conversation, and the wife goes, shut up, honey. They're about to dance. <laughs> we're on to something. So that experiment then led to our banana nanas, then led to our breakdancing coach, who will do the moonwalk into the single ladies while he's coaching first. That net experiment then led to our dancing umpire, who will actually twerk as he's calling a strikeout. It's wrong in so many levels, but the fans love it. That one experiment led to so many others. But then what happened is we realized we were so focused on the show, that's where we needed to be focused. But when we did experiments outside of what we could be the best at, like events, we started doing a bunch of events, haunted stadiums, running of the bananas, f food truck festivals. We even did a beer festival called Tap of the Morning Beer Festival with a morning beer festival. That started at 9 o'clock because you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> we thought it was a great idea. Whatever's normal, do the exact opposite. 94 people showed up. They had the time of their life, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so we learned some of those experiments didn't work, so we stopped doing events. Sponsorship, we were never really good at it. We stopped doing sponsorship. We leaned in on our show, and we kept watching our fans, watching and watching and watching, and watching even with the show, the fans were leaving early. So we said, we need to create a better game. So that's when we created Banana Ball. People don't realize that was created four years ago. What's Banana Ball? It's a two-hour timed game where fans can't get out of the batter's box. There's no bunting, because bunting sucks. If you bunt, you're thrown out of the game. All right? You can steal first, and if fans catch a foul ball, it's an actual out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what people do. They go, oh, during the game. They get very excited. And so we started doing that. We realized 98% of our fans stayed till the end of the game. And we had to make, because of that experiment, because we were watching, we had to make the tough decision this past year to say we're never playing traditional baseball again. And we went solely into Banana Ball, and we're doing the world tour, and that's where we were going. Because it was four years of experiments watching our fans. What are the, God bless you. What are the experiments you're going to do this year, this month, this week, to invent for your customers, to innovate for your customers. How do you teach that in your staff? At our games, we used to say we have to do one brand new thing a game. That was three, four years ago. This past year, we committed to doing 10 to 15 brand new things on a field that we've never done before. You've seen probably some of them, the crazy hitting entrances, the stilts. One guy came up to bat, he does a split in the batter's box. I cannot do that. All, right. All these things we started testing, and we started creating more fans. So how can you get with your staff and have an idea palooza? That's what we call them. Not a brainstorm session. Not say, hey, let's brainstorm new things. Let's say, hey, how can we make one of our buying experience for our, our customers, our fans? What are three things we could do that would wow them? And have everyone in your team bring three ideas. And don't skunk those ideas. Some of the worst ideas end up turning out to be pretty good ideas. I always say, how do we make it worse? They start laughing at me. Push the idea envelope. So you have to experiment if you want to create fans. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results you've always got. And it's tough. But I'll tell you, people don't remember the experiments that don't work. As the brilliant philosopher, uh, Will Ferrell, <laughs> once said, keep throwing darts at the dartboard, you'll eventually hit the bullseye. I don't think a business owners throw enough darts. There's a reason why Amazon is doing what it's doing. It throws more darts than anybody else. The third E, experiment constantly. You guys ready for the last two? Yeah. All right, last two. Fourth E, there's no singing and dancing. We'll take a breather for the last one. But get to prepare for the last one. Fourth E, engage Deeply. Engage deeply. Andy Stanley said it best. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. I talked about, obviously, eliminating friction for your majority of your fans, entertaining for everyone you can, and experimenting for every one of them. But how do you do one special thing? How do you do unique things? And I had no idea how to do this until I went to Magic Castle Hotel. Has anybody heard of Magic Castle Hotel? It's the second-rated hotel in all of Hollywood. And it's an old 1950s apartment building. It has no gym, no restaurant, no spa, no elevators. It's an old apartment building. Yet it's the number two-rated hotel in, in Hollywood. So I had to go there and find out. So I remember I went to this hotel. I wasn't wearing the yellow tuxedo. I was incognito. I walked up and I was greeted, Welcome, Mr. Cole. We're excited to have you. How do you know that's me? They knew it was me. They walked in, would you like a drink? I go, yeah, here's our snack bar. I go, snack bar, awesome. 
They go, and I, I know it's your first time here, we also have a free DVD menu. I go, DVDs? You guys still do that? They go, yeah, we have a DVD player in every one of our rooms. I go, oh, okay. We have an ice cream bar that opens up at 2 o'clock every day. If you want your laundry done, we'll take care of your laundry. I was like, this place is pretty cool. And she said, um, so whatever else you need, gave her name. And I said, uh, outstanding, thank you. And so I walked up to my room, and it's an apartment building, so I'm just walking outside, and I see this little pool that they have. And next to the pool, there's this red phone, and it says, Popsicle Hotline. I said, yep, yeah, 100%, yep. So I, I immediately walk over there, I grab the phone, it says, Popsicle Hotline, would you like cherry, orange, or grape? Orange. Within a minute, a gentleman walks out with an orange popsicle on a silver platter and delivers to me. I'm like, this place is magical. It cost them three cents, five cents, ten cents, I don't know what a popsicle costs in today's standards, but it wowed me. I went up to my room, there were Cracker Jacks and bananas in my room. They had done research. They had known. A little crazy, but they had done research. They knew who I was. So immediately, I, I, curious, curious to all of us leaders here, you guys are curious, I asked, I go, can you get in touch with the CEO? He said, yeah, 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 he's right back here. He goes, oh, I'm Darren Ross. Darren, Jesse Cole. How do you do all this? He goes, what are you talking about? How do you do all this? And he goes, goes uh, well, we teach our people something simple. I go, what's that? He goes, listen carefully, respond creatively. I go, I go what? He goes, listen carefully, respond creatively. I go, what does that even mean? He goes, we teach our people to ask questions and understand what brings people to our hotel, why they're here, and what matters to them, and then we try to respond in creative ways. I go, give me an example, Darren. He goes, well, just the other day, a couple came in, and we asked, what brings you to Hollywood? They go, we're huge Marilyn Monroe fans. So we're seeing her at the Wax Museum. We're seeing her star walk on the Walk of Fame. We're, we're, we're big fans. The receptionist go, oh, that's great. You should also check out this. They have a Marilyn Monroe special a food item. And she's like, oh, great. So they went and they left, and the receptionist went and got a poster of Marilyn Monroe and put the poster up in their room on the wall and said, thanks for coming to see me. Love, Marilyn. To me, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard of. But the people were floored. They were blown away, and they told everyone. Darren says, we don't incentivize sales. We incentivize stories. And every single month, we ask our people to bring new stories. And they'll give away cruises and cash and giveaways for the best story. How often are we creating stories? So I took this back to our team. I go, guys, we can do better with this. This was during COVID, so we're all at our homes. And we saw one of our members put down, I would do anything for Oreo cookies and milk right now. So our ticket experience coordinator went to the grocery store, got Oreo cookies and milk, put them in her mailbox, and said, check your mailbox. And thank goodness she was home, because it was the middle of the summer. That milk would have gone bad. But she found the milk, she found the cookies, and she was blown away. She was blown away because of a simple gesture. When we see that our fans are about to have a baby, we actually get a banana onesie, and we'll send it to them. We have special cards that our staff has made that says if they find out someone's not feeling good or having a baby or they're getting engaged, we have special custom cards. They will send it to them with a gift. You can't do it for everybody, but if you do it for a few people, it makes a difference. Do for one what you wish you could do for many. So I'm going to share a story of an intern that literally changed the game, and I didn't know about this. This happened just six months ago on our world tour. We were in Kansas City. And I was asking, I, just a couple weeks ago, I, go, I share some stories from this past year. And Melissa, who was only with us for about a month, shared this story. And she said, a woman reached out to us on social media and said, hey, I'm pretty sure I have tickets for the game in Kansas City. Um, we're unable to go. My husband bought them for myself and our five-year-old son for Mother's Day because the game was on Mother's Day. But unfortunately, my husband had passed away. So it's her and her five-year-old son, and she's like, give the tickets to someone else. I don't think we have up, to, up for us to be able to go. And Melissa said, you know what? We'd really love for you guys to go. We'd make it a great experience if you'd be interested in coming. And the mother said, you know what? We'll come. So the mother and the five-year-old son come to the game, and Melissa, who's an intern, goes to our director of tickets and said, can we do anything special to get them up in the front? So he made a move with another fan. We got them on the front row of seats. And Melissa didn't save two seats. She saved three seats. And so they went down, and on the seat, there was the, the seats for the husband, or seats for the wife and the son. There was another seat for the husband that had a jersey with his name on it and with signatures from the players. And so halfway through the game, Melissa went and came and checked on him. The son is having time of his life. He's eating popcorn, having fun. And he turns and he says, you guys having a good time? And he goes, yeah, my dad's sitting here with us watching Banana Ball. And the five-year-old said that obviously became an emotional moment. 
And the family, the mother and the son, stayed till the end of the game, which used to never happen in baseball games, all right? They stayed till the end of the game, and the mother said they haven't experienced that joy in a long time. And it was because an intern saw a moment to engage deeply with a special fan. That mother and son, they've already planned their game to come to Kansas City again next year. They're going to make it an annual event. And Melissa is now full-time with us, and she's creating those moments. So it's an emotional moment, but I challenge you guys, how can we create moments like that? Because nothing matters more than making people feel like they matter. So we talk so much about customers. We're going to bring it back up. I had to bring it down for a second because I'm not just a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo. I can talk about all the promotions we do that don't work, like the living pinata. (laughs) But we'll hold those for later. But what do I talk about? We do these for our customers. We do these great moments for our customers, but how often do we do them for our team members, for the people we work with? If we want to create great experiences for our fans and our customers, we've got to create great experiences for our people. My wife controls our budget for our people, and 1% of our top-line dollars goes solely to surprise and delight our people. That's what we do. But it's more than just doing special trips like bucket list trips to Ireland and World Series tickets. Those are great, but it's just simply knowing what do our people care about. And what do they love? How many people here have heard of the love languages? Anybody? Yes. All right, good. Have any of you guys done it? All right. Love languages. Yeah, there's but physical touch, there's quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. You got that. There's five of them, right? So my fan's first director, Marie, comes up and said, Jesse, we've got to do the love languages with our team. I go, what are you talking about, Marie? She goes, no, we'll do our whole team. Everyone will do this love language test to figure out what we all love. I go, all right, let's do it. So we all did it, our entire front office staff, and which one do you think was number one? What was the number one? It was not gifts. Bingo, words of affirmation, 90% words of affirmation. Our president, Jared, was number one top of the scale in words of affirmation and bottom on physical touch. He said, tell me you love me, but don't you ever touch me. But all of these, once we started to figure out, it's words of affirmation. All right. I asked our director of operations, Jonathan, I said, what was your best moment from this past season? Championships, sold out games, traveling. He was going, when we had that first concert, and after the concert, you put your hand on my shoulder and said, man, you absolutely killed it today, Jonathan. I'm proud of you. I said, that? He goes, yeah. Later on that day, I asked Marie, what's his uh, love language? Words of affirmation, number one, physical touch, number two. Simple thing like that. All right? Now, if you have a whole office of physical touch, you might not need to talk to HR. That's going to be a challenge. All right? But if you find that out about your team, why are you giving gifts to someone that gifts don't matter? And if we know that most people respond by recognition, how often are we recognizing them and telling them we're proud of them? That's listen carefully, respond creatively. That's creating raving fans, and that's engaging deeply. I went serious for this one, but it's important. Are you guys still with me? All right, we're going to do one more here, but I need... Four volunteers to come up here and have some fun. All right, come on up. Anyone? Yeah, come on up. Let's go. Come on up. And one more. One more. All right, in the beard, you're coming up. Let's give them a round of applause. They make their way up here. All right. What's your name? Josh? Yes. Josh, outstanding. Your hand went up really fast. What's your name? Marlena. Marlena. Josh, Marlena. Eric. Eric. Winston. Winston. Josh, Marlena, Eric, and Winston. Another big round of applause for these four right here. So this is going to our final E today. We're going to make it a little bit of competition. So guys, here are some blindfolds. All right. Josh, Marlena, Er Er Eric, and Winston. This is called Dancing in the Dark. All right. So Josh, right over here. All right, right over here. Here's how it's going to go. Come over here. A little bit forward right there. If we're going to do a competition between Josh, Marlena, Eric and Winston. If I touch your shoulder, it means take the blindfold off and walk off stage. We're going to get down to two people. This final E is about standing out, taking chances, being different. So guys, we expect you to get a little wild, okay? The weirder the dancing, the better. We're going to get it down to two final performers. Another round of applause. Give them that encouragement they need. All right, let's get it going. Blindfold on. Here we go. All right. I like this. I like this. Here we go. All right. All right. Something's going on here. All right. It's Josh, Eric, and Winston. Josh, Eric, and Winston. All right. 
by yourself. Let's give a round of applause to Winston right here. You're, oh, you need those, yes. Very well done. Second place, but strong. All right. Wow, that is standing out in some very weird ways. You were doing bow and arrows, and you were throwing the dice? Yes, you did that very well. All right, the final E, Winston, that was great. The final E to creating raving fans is empower action. Empower action. I briefly just mentioned uh, throughout this talk about two of my idols, Walt Disney, P.T. Barnum. They've made a huge impact on me in my life. But my biggest hero by far, and my role model, is my dad. So my parents got divorced when I was a kid. I was an only child. My mother had a drug problem. My dad raised me. And I, he taught me baseball. That was the one bond we had. And my dad loves telling the story about the first time in T-ball that I came up to bat, and I was nervous and scared out of my mind. And so I'm walking up to bat, and my dad's in the grandstand, and my dad yells, Jess, swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And the next few times I walked to the plate, he would go, Jess, swing hard in case you hit it. And my whole life he was always saying, swing hard in case you hit it. And in baseball, I swung hard, and I swung and missed a lot. But when I made contact, I made pretty good contact. was so fortunate to get a full college scholarship, have the opportunity to play professional baseball, and now run, run a baseball team that I'm so proud of. But it was that mindset of swing hard in case you hit it. So I had to think about this. How do you come up to bat more? How do you swing hard? How do you do that? So I wanted to look up some baseball stats. So who here knows who has got more hits than any major league player that's ever played the game? Pete Rose. Very well done. You know how many hits he has? 4,192, I think is what it is. But do you know how many at-bats he had? More. He had 14,000 at-bats. He had 2,000 more at-bats than anyone that ever played the game. Of course he had more hits. He just kept coming to bat. I think we don't come to bat as much. We're too scared of what people will think. Winston, whatever that dancing was, you weren't scared of what people were going to think. You've been to a lot of weddings, yes. <laughs> so how do we keep coming to bat? We know who, who had the most hits, but who do you think failed the most in Major League Baseball history? Do you know who struck out more than anybody else? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, no. Who else? Not Pete Rose. Very impressive, sir. One person, and I think a year, has got that because he's not known for his failures. He's not known for his strikeouts. He's, not known, for his, he's known for his three home runs in Game 6 of the 1977 World Series. He's known as Mr. October. He's a Hall of Famer. It's Reggie Jackson. Congrats on that. We don't remember the failures. We don't remember striking out. We remember the hits. Reggie Jackson is a Hall of Famer. But he struck out more than anyone else ever played the game. So how do we come up to bat and swing? And I'm not trying here to be motivational. I'm just trying to say, when we go back to our teams... Why don't we encourage them and empower them to take chances? That's what my dad did in me. And that's why we've taken more chances than anywhere else. And there's Reggie Jackson, but there's one Reggie that's even more famous for us in Savannah. And he's loved by our entire team. And his name's Reginald Horton. And he goes by Reggie. And our first year, Reggie reached out to us every single week to get a job before we even had a name. Reggie has a mental disability and he has the most enthusiasm and energy of anyone I've ever met. And he reached out to us every single week for a job. So Reggie, job fair still not till April. Okay, still want that job. All right, Reggie, we got it. So finally, we gave him that job. He started doing everything at the ballpark. Concessions, maintenance, cleaning, trash. He did everything. And every day he walked around with the biggest smile like this. Biggest smile. He was more noticeable than me in my yellow tuxedo. And he walked around, and every day he said, it's a great day for a ball game, even if it was pouring rain. Reggie would say, great day for a ball game. Reggie, it's pouring. It'll be a great day. The most positive, happiest, optimistic person I've ever met. And so a couple years ago, two years ago, he says, hey, Jesse, just want to let you know, uh, uh, my birthday is on a game day. I go, okay, Reggie, cool, cool. Then he proceeds to tell every single person on our staff <laughs> that his birthday is on a game day. So finally, his birthday comes, June 21st, it's a game day. We've got a, we're having a pep rally before the game, so everyone's getting ready. I grab Reggie. We come over to the pep rally, and everyone starts singing happy birthday. And Reggie goes, for me? Of course it's for you, Reggie. You told everybody. 
And so we sang happy birthday. We gave him some balloons. We gave him a cake, just like everyone else. And I said, hey, Reggie, one more thing. And I learned this from Steve Jobs. Always have one more thing. He said, Reggie, come down to the dugout before the game. He goes, all right, whatever you need, whatever you need. So he comes down to the dugout. We're doing the starting lineup. Batting first from the University of Georgia. Batting second. I won't mention any other teams. I won't mention any other cities. Batting second, batting third, batting fourth. We're going through the whole lineup. And finally said, last but not least, in front of a standing ovation, the entire stadium standing, last but not least, you know him, you love him, let's hear it for Reggie. He throws his arms like this, and he proceeds to run through the line. And when he gets to the line, end of the line, our coach is waiting there for him with the jersey with his name on it. So he hands Reggie the jersey. Reggie puts the jersey on, and he goes to watch the national anthem lined up with the team. And Reggie's standing there, and you can see one tear coming right down his face. At the end of the day, Reggie said that was one of the best nights of his life. All we did was celebrate him for a few minutes. So after that game, the players came up to me and said, uh, Jesse, we'd like uh, Reggie to coach with us. I go, coach? Coach? He goes, yeah, we think he'd be great in the dugout. Okay, let's try it. And so Reggie came to the dugout, and he goes, Jesse, thank you for this opportunity. You know, I'm not only a good coach, but I can, I can make great Reginade. I go, what is Reginade? He goes, it's my secret recipe. <laughs> so what he puts in, it's, it's Gatorade, ice, and water. <laughs> so he starts making Reginade for the guys, and then he starts giving pep talks to the players. And I walked into one of these pep talks, and he had the hitters in a circle, and the hitters were all looking intently at him. He goes, guys, tonight, hitters, don't swing at anything unnecessary. It's good advice, Reggie, good advice. He starts getting the guys fired up. Two years ago, he became the coach. The end of our season last year, final championship game, when we won the championship, everyone's running out there celebrating. They gave the trophy to Reggie. And at home plate, Reggie's lifting it up and you can hear the whole stadium, they started chanting, Reggie. Those moments, Reggie now travels with us on world tour. He makes his famous Reginade. He helps us to victory. But you know what? Reggie has empowered us even more than I think we've empowered him. He inspires our guys every single night. He did our live draft announcement last week, and he's always saying, come on! He gets so excited empowered us because we saw an opportunity to give him an opportunity that he didn't think he had. How many people on your team can you do that? And so right now, we'll finish here. You may look at me like, hey, I don't have a yellow tuxedo. I'm not going to be crazy. I'm not going to be different. That's fine. But maybe you could find another opportunity to stand out. Maybe something simple as gratitude. In 2016, I started doing the thank you experiment. I started writing one thank you letter a day to someone that made an impact in my life. I bought 500 yellow uh, letters and envelopes that first year, started writing to teachers, coaches, entrepreneurs, family members, friends, coworkers, anybody that made an impact in my life. And it changed my life. One of the first ones I sent was to Simon Sinek. Who's here has heard of Simon Sinek? All right. Yes. Simon Sinek fan over there. All right. He, he did Start With Why, one of the most famous TED Talks, How Great Leaders Inspire Action. And he inspired me to realize my purpose of bringing people together. That's why I do what I do. And so I wrote Simon a thank you letter. This was six years ago. And I'm driving to lunch, and I get an unknown phone number on my phone. And this was back when you answered unknown phone numbers. And so I answered. I said, hello, this is Jesse. He goes, Jesse, it's Simon Sinek here. I go, shut up. Who is it? <laughs> he goes, it's Simon Sinek. I go, no way. He goes, yeah, I'm calling you to let you know how much your letter inspired me. He goes, the reason why I do is to help people live inspired lives, and your letter inspired me. So for a one minute and 41 seconds, I talked to Simon Sinek. And it inspired me even more to keep going. And so from that point, I said, let's keep doing this. And we challenged our staff to keep doing thank you letters. And we took it to another level. And we started doing thank you videos. And this is the easiest one to do. And I'm going to challenge you today to do one yourself. So every day on my to-do list, I have a person, someone that I'm going to send and do a simple video to. Because often we send a thank you email, we send a thank you text, but not, not rarely do we send actually a video. And so today on stage... I'd like to send a video to Reggie, if you guys are with me, all right? So I'm going to send one to Reggie. So when I raise my arm up, if you guys can just cheer a little bit, if you want to chant a little Reggie, that's fine as well. But I want to send a, a video to him to let him know how much I care about him. All right, so let's do it right here. Simple, move this to video. There we go. All right. Hey, Reggie, we're here in Athens. Just shared your story. And, oh, all right, let's get it going.
at the Stronger Business Summit. Reggie, they're already chanting your name. They're excited. <laughs> and they're getting in unison soon. All right, all right, all right. Reggie, we love you. You've inspired me. You inspired our whole team. Hopefully you inspired a few people today. Can't wait to be back with you in Savannah. We're going to have an amazing season. We're going to keep getting those hitters to swing at the right pitches, and we're going to keep winning games and having fun. I love you, Reggie. We'll see you soon. All right. So I challenge you tonight, maybe send one video to someone on your team. Maybe someone's inspired you, maybe a mentor. One little video like that, you wouldn't believe how it will change your life and be, change the impact that you can make on others. So today we talked about how do we eliminate friction, how do we entertain always, how do we experiment constantly, how do we engage, differently, uh, engage deeply, and how do we empower action. For the four people that came on stage tonight, today, can you stand up? Four people that came on stage? Let's give them a round of applause right here. If you watch the next year, they're going to have some of the most successful years because they aren't afraid to take a chance. They're not afraid to stand out, do something differently, and get on stage with a crazy guy in a yellow tuxedo and do whatever dance you were doing, Winston. All right? They're not afraid to do that. It's those people that can make a huge difference. As Walt Disney said, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So I challenge you guys to stop chasing customers, to start creating fans, to stand out, be different, have fun, and as my dad said, swing hard in case you hit it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.